Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Happy Monday afternoon. Happy to have you here. And thank you to the takeout.com who did not make me go through 70 slides <laughs> on this list and just gave me the list of 70 of every burger topping imaginable. And they ranked them. Boy, where'd you get that? Because I'm just on the slideshow and going um, through this thing and going, what am I doing? Click on. Hold oh, on. show all 79 comments. There, there it is. I got it. Yeah, and then it'll show all of them, and then it'll say, here's what the slides are. Thank goodness. Yeah. Otherwise, this would take forever and a day. Uh, so they have ranked, and the guy that had to do this list took suggestions and said, before they did this, he has to have tried it. So these are people that actually tasted this before they they put this list together. Somebody came up with 70 burger toppings. 70. And- and ranked them. <laughs> now, as you might imagine, some of them are a little more out there than others. One of the ones that, you know, every time we've talked about this in the past, it has come up. There is such an amazing uh, following. I And I when I say amazing, I mean, I don't necessarily mean in size. I mean in passion uh-huh. for people putting peanut butter on hamburgers. <laughs> Have you ever done it? No. I haven't either. Not that I wouldn't. I mean, I'll I'll try anything. And it, it seems like, I mean, there are flavor combinations that seem like they would go together pretty well. It's just, that's a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's heavy. And I don't, again, I'll try anything once, almost. I sure. Mean, just, you, it really have to be, like anything on this list, I would try. Is there anything that doesn't belong in a burger? 913-586-7798 on a burger. <laughs> because I want I want you to tell me what you think shouldn't go on a burger, and we'll see if it's on this list. I want to tell you another one that I have absolutely no interest in trying. And okay. it, it doesn't mean that I, I think it would be gross or anything like that. It's just I have no interest in trying just because it seems like overkill to me. And it's incredibly popular now to put a fried egg on top of everything. Oh, yeah. The fried egg on top of a burger. Why? Um, Because it makes a rich thing richer. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it just seems to me you don't need it. You, it's you can get messy. like a like a breakfast burger type deal. You throw an egg on there, some bacon, some hash browns. Well, are you wow. doing a burger patty in there too, or yeah, is it just it's like a breakfast burger? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's where I see the egg the most. Yeah, but yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen it at places where it's you know lettuce and tomato and and you know whatever else, and then a fried egg on top of it. The idea is that generally it's a uh, like an over easy or over mm-hmm. medium egg so that when mm-hmm. you when you kind of push down on the burger to to get it into your mouth uh, that the goo from the egg squishes out all over the burger so i guess if you needed a little more salt sure i was going to say cascades over the burger but squishes works too <laughs> um. your way is probably a little more appetizing they, they don't put squish on the menu a lot 
here's the thing. A, a burger should not be knife and fork to me. And I if agree. you are putting a fried egg on a burger like that. Now, if you're doing it like McDonald's style, where it's an egg patty, for lack of a better word, fine. <laughs> yeah. But it shouldn't, there shouldn't be liquid pouring out over it so that I need a plate and a fork. My only proviso to that rule, and generally I agree with you, I want a burger that I can pick up and eat. Even if it's mm -hmm. messy, I don't care, as long as I'm not eating it while I'm driving. My one uh, sort of exception that proves the rule on that is a good chili burger, where it's just drenched, you know, where you've got the, the top bun cut in half and toasted on the sides with cheese melted on it, and then just a big pile of chili over top. That's the only burger I'll eat with a knife and fork. Here's what I'm learning about myself as we have these conversations is that I'm a pretty adventurous eater. Like I ate the centipede tacos in Mexico city and yeah. do all that kind of stuff. But I think with some of the things that we talk about, I'm a purist. I don't, I don't like a themed burger to me, like a chili burger. Like that's a theme. I don't, yeah. I just want some basic toppings. I don't want a breakfast pizza. I pizza should just be pizza. <laughs> yeah. I don't want taco pizza. Pizza should just be pizza. So some of the stuff I just want simple. Um, the, the other burger that I guess would go into that theme burger category, although it is generally one, uh, there was a place we used to, used to go to years and years ago uh, down in Florida called Jimmy Max. And I think it's still there. Um, but Jimmy Max was the very first place that I ever had a blue cheeseburger. Okay. And what they would do is the burger had Swiss cheese on it. Like it was grilled with Swiss cheese that melted. And then mm -hmm. they would put a little blue cheese dressing with extra blue cheese crumble and then mushrooms. And that was it. And that thing, I want to tell you, that they called it the Blue Max. And it was just over. It was it was awesome. It was just absolutely great. I wish I liked blue cheese because <laughs> it goes well with things like that. Like yeah. that sounds good to me. I just don't care for blue cheese. Well, you could do that same thing really with just Swiss cheese and mushrooms. In fact, Hardee's. Or feta, maybe. Yeah, Hardee's had a, a Swiss cheeseburger with mushrooms on it a while back that was also pretty outstanding. All right, so what doesn't belong on a burger? 913-586-7798. Uh, we'll see where on this list of 70 it comes in. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Independence, see what Jack's doing. Hey, Jack. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Couldn't be better. Hung hungry now. I would kind of want a burger, but uh, aside from I, that, I okay. Agree. First thing I want to say is I'm 23 years old. I've listened to you guys my whole entire life Thank sitting you. in my parents' car, and it's my first wow. time calling in. Really enjoy you guys. Thank you. Great Thanks. to hear from um, This is not specifically what I like on a burger, but it's more of a little gripe that I have as a person, and maybe you guys can relate to this. Maybe you can't. So I am a huge stickler for when a restaurant puts the toppings beneath the patty. Oh, yeah. I like, mm -hmm. for example, Buffalo Wild Wings will not eat there. Not happening. Well, at least I will eat there. Won't eat a cheeseburger there because of the way that they prepare it. And I feel like a crazy person asking them to put toppings on on top of it the way it should be. Um, but that's a little gripe that I have. And I was curious what your guys' point of views were. Oh, I agree can, with you. Can I ask what your reason is? Because there's a lot of, if you really go into the weeds on that, there's a lot of a lot of reasons why it goes under the patty or on top of the patty. What's Why does it annoy you? I think in my personal brain, I see the patty as like the base. I mean, granted, the bread is okay. there, but I, I don't count that as it. I count the patty as the base, and then you, you stack everything else on top of it. I agree. And and the to me, every, anything that goes on top of the burger that's solid, like, you know, lettuce and tomato and all of that stuff, th that goes underneath the, the eventual condiments. Like, the condiments is the last thing you put on, and then the top bun. Yep, I'm on the exact same boat as you. Awesome. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack, yep, for calling in. Um, you too.
You too. Okay, here's where I'm going to go really thinking about it. For me, I don't, texture matters. So if there's lettuce, lettuce should be between the bun and any condiments that you're putting on there to protect the bun from the ketchup or whatever's on there. Okay. And I I I like it when it soaks in a little bit. So, but I can see your point of view on that for sure. Yes, Colin, Gordon Ramsay does have a thing about where to put the toppings, which is maybe where I got this. (laughs) It's also a question for me of, of how I want to bite through the burger. What I, what I want to taste it's I know we're going, but it's like what I want my teeth to hit first. Uh huh. I'm asking myself, like, do I want lettuce on the bottom? Do I want, how would I feel if I were to like accidentally turn the burger over and, and bite into it from, do you want the onions and stuff on, on the bottom? And I can't remember what Gordon Ramsay says about Colin. Am I right? That he's all about putting most of the. I'm trying to find something. All the pictures that I see, all the toppings are below the patty, but I can't find the reason why. It's got to be, he's big on keeping the bun crisp and like he'll toast his buns a lot. He's big on that with anything. Yeah. Right. Like if you have a crispy thing, don't put mushy things on top of it is a big thing for him all the time. If you can find it, let us know. But otherwise. I wonder if it's like the burger dripping into the bottom bun and making it soggy or something. I don't know. Oh, that could be too. But that's, yeah, that's, if, that's, if, that's like my only thought on, on to why is to keep things separated. Because if you put the lettuce on the bottom bun, then put the patty on top of that, it, it, then you get that same kind of vapor barrier that Jamie was just talking about in between the <laughs> burger and the bun. Um, yeah, I, I still wouldn't do it that way, but I can kind of see it. The only, you know, again, my only exception to what we just talked about with putting the condiments on top is if you're doing a barbecue burger with like onion straws above it, I want mm-hmm. the barbecue sauce. I want burger, cheese, barbecue sauce, onion straws. Huh. Okay, I'm looking at Gordon Ramsay, his 10 millionth YouTube subscriber burger. So 10 million people okay. have watched this burger be done. And it has toppings on both sides, on, on both sides of the burger. And Just on depending on bun. which ones are which. Yeah, on each bottom bun layer, a half cup of arugula, whatever, and two seasoned tomato slices, add a generous amount of chopped bacon equally on the top of the tomatoes, put the cheeseburger onto the bacon. Okay. And then there's more stuff on top because I'm uh, looking at other stuff. That's a lot. That, that's just a lot to that, – that's a big job for your bottom teeth, which are smaller. So <laughs> I, I don't know if I go with him on that. Um, but, you know, I will give Jack and Independence all the credit in the world because not only was this his first time ever calling the show, he also completely derailed it. So well done, Jack. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. Good job. Uh, but feel free it. to yeah. do that anytime because we do it on our own often. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, okay, we'll take a break. We'll go through this list because it's fun. There are 70 on here. And some are just a little like, where did they get this? We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. All right, the takeout.com did this list ranking every burger topping imaginable from one to 70. Uh, if you want to get in on this, 913-586-7798. I think the funny thing happening on the text line now is the debate that Jack started about where the burger goes in the lineup. Yes. And so either one is acceptable. I will ask you before we get into too many of these, because we've talked about some of them already. Is there anything on this list that under no circumstances would you ever put on a burger? Um, Again, I'll try almost anything once, but kimchi yeah. doesn't go on a burger. And I like kimchi and I like that kind of food. I, I don't get it. Kimchi is such a bright flavor. 
to be putting on a burger, it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. All right. Uh, I can see that. I would say mine would be, I mean, obviously all of the mayo-based things, but I'm never going to yes. eat that stuff anyway. Um, avocado slash uh, guacamole. No interest at all. Theme burger. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not uh, doing that. Potato chips is a kind of an interesting one. That was very popular at lunch in high school. Mm -hmm. Potato chips or French fries on top of the burger. When I was a kid, my dad did that on bologna. He would do yeah. a bologna sandwich and then put potato chips on top. Fried bologna like or that. just like cold? Cold bologna. Oh, yeah. See, fried bologna. On top. That, fried bologna. Uh, fried bologna sandwich with American cheese and ketchup. That's the way to go. But again, I don't feel like that's... I think that's hard to keep that together without it falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the fun. But um, okay. But yeah, they. I mean, they go through some of the normal ones. Like, it's funny that lettuce is as far down the list as it is. That's <laughs> uh -huh. that's number 25. I also think teriyaki sauce got a huge diss being at number 36 here. That needs mm -hmm. to be much higher on that. Good teriyaki burger is outstanding. I don't love, I, I can't imagine requesting brie on a burger. <laughs> yeah, that's a little mushy. Well, you're intersecting worlds there that I, don't. Belong. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, it, it does seem a little high class. Brie does, you know, to be on a burger. It's like, really? Uh, you going to put some caviar on there too, uh, your highness? But um, forget that I said caviar. The, uh, the, the other one that got me, simply because I've never had it, and I, I don't know why or how I have gotten this far in my life and have never had Heinz 57 sauce on anything. Never had it. Never tried that it. That is not a memory I... I have or not i don't know what makes it different than ketchup i mean it looks like ketchup but i'm isn't sure it heinz, tastes yeah i'm sure it tastes very different isn't heinz 57 doesn't it look like teriyaki sauce it's red but isn't but isn't it doesn't it have the flavor profile of like smoke i haven't the slightest idea to be totally honest with you i've never had it i've only, i've seen the bottle but I've never had it. And they put it at number 14 on the list, which is pretty high. So they think it's a good idea. So while you're looking that up, I'll go through uh, the rankings here a little bit. So let me go through the top 10. So number one is cheddar cheese. So the most popular. Number two is pickles. Number three is another burger patty. Yeah. Followed by raw onion, green chili, special sauce, ketchup, pickled jalapeno, American cheese, and onion strings. Then we get into things like bacon, um, egg, different cheese shows up a lot. Onions show up a lot in different ways. Chili is at number 13. Mayo is at number 24. A tomato jam shows up. Mushrooms. I don't consider butter to be a topping, but okay. <laughs> well, go, go to Culver's. They, they kind of made it their deal. Well, it's a way to get your buns crisp, Say. but I don't consider that to be a topping. Um, I've never put coleslaw on a burger. No. Yeah, that, but that's, I would. that's another no-go for me. I, I've tried that once. I don't love pimento cheese, but I get it. Um, bacon jam shows up at 41. I know jalapenos. Somebody asked on the text line about jalapenos. I know I saw them here. I'm just having trouble finding it. Oh, there we go. 29. Um, like goat cheese doesn't belong on a burger. That's number 55. Nah. It's a burger should be like cheddar. Just stick, be pure about it. Yeah, I'm a little concerned too about number 52. Pepperoni. Does that mean <laughs> does that mean we're doing a pizza burger? Is that yeah, I mean, is it gonna have the tomato sauce and the mozzarella and the pepperoni on it? Because again, that's just that's too much. I need to go swirl for half a second. Did you guys have pizza burgers when you were growing up in school? Oh, yeah. That and was they, a thing. And they were awful. And that was the only time I ever had that was a pizza burger was in the lunchroom at school. No, Colin didn't exist in where you were in school. Well, yeah, we what, had that. What do, you, what do you mean? 
by did pizza it, it, burger. So just a regular hamburger, but on top of the burger, tomato sauce and mozzarella no, cheese and, never had that. and nope. pepperoni and sometimes mushrooms. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah, that was a strange thing for them to have done. Thousand Island shows up. Number 70. The last thing to make it here is turkey bacon. I, I <laughs> love that Thousand Island is number 59, but yeah. special sauce is number six. Yeah. I defy you to tell me the difference between special sauce and Thousand Island. They are exactly the same thing. I guess it's whatever you decide it is. <laughs> Get Gets a place there. So you can look at this list on the takeout.com if you would like. Oh, somebody just said foie gras in the UK. I have I have seen that done. Ew. I have I've heard about that happening. I don't I have feelings about that. Because yeah. again, you're just you're you're slathering a burger, which is fatty meat anyway, yeah. with more fat. Yeah, which I guess some people like, but there's nowhere like this is a Gordon Ramsay thing. There's nowhere to go for a break. Yeah. In all that fattiness. You need you need acid in there somewhere to do that. Um Heinz fifty seven is orange, somebody said. Okay, was, like ketchup. Well, I thought it was like a dark red orange, but uh, okay. I don't, now I'm gonna have to Google what a bottle of Heinz 57 looks like. I'm just, I'm just curious what it tastes like. Uh, what is it that that makes it different? Um, let's see, it's Heinz 57 sauce. I can't type and talk at the same time. <laughs> it's, oh, hard, it's hard to. That's yeah, like your brain need to go in two different tracks. Is, I get it. It's a little it's more. Difficult. It's a little more orangey than ketchup is, but it's still. I don't know. There's nothing in that bottle that readily identifies it as anything. <laughs> Which is always what you want. Yeah, it's something that you're that you're putting on your sauces. So, Add zest to steak and pork and chicken. Uh, okay, zest doesn't tell me anything either. To me, the burger is not the best place for that. It just it doesn't seem like that's that that's where that belongs. Yeah, they also mentioned Worcestershire. Worcestershire is for baked potatoes. That's it. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, Worcestershire on a baked potato. That is some high quality eating right there. That is something I only put into things. I, I only the only reason that exists in my fridge is that there are sauces that I make or whatever that call for that. Okay, I never put it just yeah. by itself on things. It's one of those things I got from Dad. Uh, he, now he always would do butter first and then the Worcestershire. I'm not all that crazy about that much butter on my potatoes, so I always just did the Worcestershire. But yeah, it's it's great. But I'm a fan of putting. I need to not say this or we're going to go in this direction now, but I, I am a fan of having the baked potato be a very blank slate for a lot of things. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's where I say, put anything your heart desires on a baked potato and it will be amazing. I, yeah. That's one of the few places where I do like bacon. It's okay. like doing like a cheddar bacon, baked potato. I'm, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not a big fan, but that, that seems to work out pretty well. Everyone now is telling us what they think Heinz 57 tastes like. All right, feel free to keep these coming in. We're entertained by this, if nothing else. All right, we'll switch gears here coming up. We have a couple stories about Halloween displays. There is a particular city that wants a uh, risque Halloween display to come down. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress 
brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast one week from math is hard tomorrow is halloween i was about to say today one week from tomorrow is halloween um and so we're starting to get these stories now more about the halloween displays and what's happening what's causing trouble uh we have this first one um, the city ordered this one to be taken down. Yeah, and boy, is that going to turn into a fight. Uh, it hasn't yet, but I'm going to go ahead and make the prediction that it's going to. This is out of the city of Grantsville, Utah. Now, uh, Utah may very well enter into this. I don't know how close Grantsville is to Salt Lake City, but I'm guessing that um, a lot of the public mores are are pretty similar <laughs> you know, across mm-hmm. the state of Utah, which might have something to do with this. A guy put up a, a Halloween display out in his front yard. And originally, the reason why the city first called for it to be taken down is because it was a little too close to the sidewalk, mm-hmm. um, like on the grass verge out front. But he's since moved it off of city property onto his own property. And all it is is four or five, I guess there's five of them, lawn chairs that are uh-huh. in, a, in a circle uh, occupied, each one of them, by a skeleton. And in the middle of the circle is a stripper pole with another skeleton with a big purple wig on. <laughs> so it's like hanging upside down. Yeah, too. she's like, so the leg is wrapped around the pole. She's real seriously up on the pole doing a doing a number. But there's no clothes involved. They're just skeletons. I mean, mm-hmm. I think one of them's wearing a hat, but that's about as close as we get. Um, and of course, this being Utah, people are freaking right out. The city posted a photo of the display to its Facebook page, telling this guy he had until 9 p.m. that night to take it down because it is against city code. So the first problem he had was with a neighbor. Neighbor kept coming over to cut it down, which I think they mean, like, be upset about it. Yeah. So then the city was told, of course, and said, you have to, till 9 o'clock tonight, take it down. It's against city code. Unfortunately, by posting it on their Facebook page, that just made that that scene more popular. 
Um, a skeleton in the display was serving $1 bills. Yeah. Like people started putting the $1 bills on it. Uh, so he moved the skeletons off city property and that night made the display even bigger, adding lights, music, and more skeletons. Neighbors yes. have dropped off their own decorations to add to it. So not every one of his neighbors was upset about this, but he said, we look forward to keeping this going and getting a little more elaborate as we go. So... I, I Now, I'm not going to go out and say that somebody here in town should put up a display exactly like this. All I'm saying is that if you do, I am totally coming by your house to look at your display. I think that's hilarious. It's just funny. Yeah. It's just really funny to see it in the middle. And it's, it's it just, to me, my there's one of them, one of these skeletons is in the back, and it looks like... He's in the shape of like chugging a beer. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's got his hand up as if he would be chugging a beer that way. Right. It just made me chuckle. I just thought, and I also think it's funny that he's like, okay, fine. I'll make it even bigger than it was. So I, there. Yeah. And, and when it comes to the comments that were posted on the Facebook page after the city went ahead and did this, I mean, how'd you like to be this guy? I guess teaching our children respect, decency, and manners has gone by the side. It's Halloween, dude. Lighten up. Okay. So here's what here here's here's what's happening. There are people who are driving by this display with very inquisitive children. <laughs> yeah. Who see this? And not everybody's going to notice what it is. Not everybody's going to because the poles in the the poles in the middle. It's not that prominent, but but you have kids that are going to see this and have to ask mom and dad what this scene is oh, they're and they're going to then have to explain what a strip club is no you don't i mean you say oh they're having a party you know the skeletons are having a party if your kids are young enough not to know what mm -hmm. that is when they see the girl up on the pole then they're not gonna i mean yeah you tell them oh the skeletons are having a party they're gonna buy it and it'll be fine i figured out what they meant by that line about cut it down by the way if you, mm -hmm. if you take a, a long look at the pole, it's almost like a tetherball pole where it's got uh, either a mm -hmm. string or a string of lights wound around it, and mm -hmm. that's what's keeping her up. So I think that's what the, oh. the neighbor was trying to do is cut that so that the, the girl on the pole would fall down. And back to the have to explain what it is part, this is always where this conversation goes. Anytime we have a something like this where parents are upset about it, it always comes back to what you are going to have to tell kids if they ask are you just afraid to have a conversation with them about what it actually is yeah that's true i mean you, you could conceivably tell your kids oh it's set up like a strip club oh, only they're skeletons so it's funny because there's no nudity involved you could actually tell your kids that and and they'd probably take that answer just as well party is better yes that that prompts fewer questions immediately after but uh -huh. It's just like, is the truth the hardest thing in the world to be telling your kids ever? <laughs> yeah. Is that just hard? Well, Johnny, strippers don't exist in the world. Yeah, right. Okay, lie to your kids. That's fine. A couple of you have said similar displays exist here. Good. Tell us where. Clay Como, somebody said. <laughs> Ottawa. I think he's closer. You have to go to Ottawa. That's a bit of a hike. Although today you talked about going out to Garden City to look at a car. So yeah, that's true. Ottawa's uh, a lot closer than that. <laughs> I don't even know where Garden City is, but it's a great car. Yeah. Uh, now we have we have a couple of really elaborate displays that are not that far from the house. And I was wondering when, they, when I was going to start seeing them pop up. There's a guy that's on, uh, I think it's, what, what street is 65? Fifth, I guess, between like Quivira and uh, and Flum. 
And he's <laughs> always got this, like, huge, it's set up like a cemetery, and, it, and it's got the poles out front and all of that stuff. And I love it. I mean, every year that one also grows a little bit bigger and a little bit more elaborate. And I, as I drove by last Friday on my way home from work, uh, I saw that he had had his handiwork out. I don't think he's done for the year, but I think it's mostly up. So, yeah, I haven't seen as many so far this year. i got to get out and drive around a little bit this week. I would bet this weekend, being that it's the last weekend before Halloween, yeah. anybody that's not finished with theirs will probably High know, we'll get in some train between now and then. Yep. But, yeah, that's probably when you'll see them. We stay in Utah for the next one. Uh, South Jordan is about 20 miles south of Salt Lake City. 18 residents who live on the island of Daybreak decided to come together to create a Barbie-themed neighborhood for Halloween. <laughs> police are mad. Uh, police had to shut down roads because locals and fans gathered to see the production. That's called striking while the iron is hot. I think right. that's I think that's fantastic. I mean, as funny as I think the stripper pole thing is, I, yeah, the Barbie thing is something I don't have a lot of interest in, but it's, it's clearly a huge phenomenon. If you don't do it this year, when are you going to do it? It's really funny. So, and it's, it's themed because, you know, Barbie has different houses and yep. has different scenes. And again, go to the movie and that's what the houses picked. They each picked one of those scenes to create a house from. So it's cool. Um, designs include Barbie's dream house, weird Barbie's house and a Barbie graveyard among yeah, others. That's the haunted Barbie house. Yeah. That one's pretty cool too, uh, because it it's pink and black. So you get oh, cool. a little one, a little one and a little of the other. There's also a Disney themed Barbie house. I don't know what the connection is there, but sure. Disco Barbie's house includes a DJ station like the one in the movie. Nice. And this took a lot of work. They started this in September. Yeah. Oh, to try to get all this clearly. done. Clearly. I mean, they, yeah, they did a bang up job with it. They, uh, a lot of them are really elaborate. I'm looking at one and I'm not sure exactly. This may be the dream house, uh, the Barbie dream house one. That's mm -hmm. down. It's the it's picture number six. It's the bottom right hand yeah. picture in this. And that's yep. elaborate. That took a ton of work. Yeah. I mean, there are there's paint that was applied yep. to um, the poles in front of people's houses, not poles. What are those things called? But the front of their houses are painted. So this was a big deal. I saw I saw somewhere about charging admission that they were. Um, yeah, wasn't there a charity that was involved in this? If, I've, if I'm if i not mistaken, yeah, there was, uh, or that may have been a different display, but yeah, there was one of them that, that had a charitable effort that went along with it. Um, they said visitors can park on public streets off the island and take public uh, public transit, bikes, or walk to see the neighborhood's decorations. So yeah, you don't have to gum up the roads, but obviously it's happening. One of the neighbors bought everyone in the neighborhood a ticket to go see the movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> And that's how the theme came together is as they were leaving, they said, oh, my gosh, you guys, Barbie is going to be the Halloween theme this year. They must do this every year. They must pick a theme every year. Yeah. To, to do the whole neighborhood in. And well, this was it. It's like the blocks that get together and do Christmas decorations all the way mm -hmm. across, you know, and, and, and they all get together on it. I think that's kind of cool, too. Some of you are saying, OK, <laughs> that others of these exist in parts of town. OK, if Barbie will be in terms of costumes. Oh, that. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> yeah. one of the most common. Every girl. Sure. So uh, if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Um, OK, there was a warning out. We've done this story multiple times about what happens when kids um, swallow magnets. And we have this warning yet again. Why? 
because they won't stop and and we won't listen is really what this comes down to. Um, these, are the, these are those little neodymium magnets that they sell everywhere. I mean, every gift shop you go into usually has these. Sometimes they're little round like marbles and other times they, they look like little rocks, but they're very shiny. They're, they're kind of a silver black color. And they stick together like crazy. You can make little sculptures with them on your desk or whatever. Um, and and they're also, in terms of their magnetic power, very powerful for little tiny magnets. They stick together very, very well. The problem is we get little kids that don't know what they are, and they look mm-hmm. like candy. So kids swallow these things, and if they swallow enough of them, they can stick together inside the kids and cause all kinds of problems. Uh, digestive problems, obviously. And uh, so they can go through like the walls of your intestines because they're trying mm-hmm. to stick together with each other. And they said all the, the, the warnings that they've put out about uh, keeping these things away from kids, nobody's paying any attention. So now what they're recommending, um, this was a pediatric surgeon at UC Davis and an organization of pediatric doctors are all getting together and saying, if you have kids in your house, don't have these things in your house. They will get them and they will eat them. Dumb question from the non-parent. Are they included with a lot of toys anyway? Not that I know of. Uh, the only okay. time that I've ever seen them is usually you'll see them in a big display, uh, like in a tub, where you can go okay. through at a gift shop and you can grab out as many as you want. They sell them, I, I think they sell them by weight. Um okay. So, yeah, it's not something that you're going to find inside, like, a matchbox car or something like that. Is there a way to make magnets less strong? No. Have there been enough problems with this that you could go to the government and say, you need to require companies that have magnets like this to make them less attracted to each other? Uh, Boy, not unless you make them out of something else. Um, cause that's a, I believe that's a rare earth element. Uh, so yeah, there's not much you can do about the power of them. Um, the, the, the next step that they're taking is this one where they say, if you have kids in your house, we are recommending you do not have these things anywhere around. The next step would be if they keep seeing this is to try and pull them off the market. And to that, I say, good luck, but Mm -hmm. that's where this seems to be headed. Yeah. Because kids are always going to put stuff in their mouths. Yeah. They're just always going to do it. And we're always going to have those stories about that happening. But when you have, when one of the complications is a perforated intestine, that's the kind of thing kills people very quickly. It's also, if you don't know what happened, it's mm-hmm. hard to figure out what's going on. Yes. Uh, to know that you need to take your kid to a hospital to yep. get an x-ray. Cause then they're going to know immediately. Sure. Cause what it was, because what you end up with is sepsis. You, you get right. a terrible tear because the stuff that's in your bowels is kind of kept away from the rest of your body for good reason. Uh, and, and it can cause all kinds of, of blood infections and sepsis and things like that, that you know, like we said, if you, if you go to the doctor, kids got abdominal pain and a high fever. Well, gee, how many things could that be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, they put everything in their mouths. Yep. So it, it could be anything. So just, yeah, do the scan around your house if that's you. All right. We'll take a break here. Coming up to wrap the hour, we have a guy in his 40s who took a decade to visit every country in the world, kind of the hard way. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Saw this next story in a couple of places this morning, uh, and CNN set it up pretty well. Uh, On October 10th, uh, 2013, Thor Peterson left his job, girlfriend, and family behind in Denmark 
to embark on an epic journey. The goal was to visit every country in the world without flying. He had some rules for himself that we'll talk about, and he just finished it. Yeah, ten and, years. And he, I mean, the fact that he made it at all uh, is is amazing. The fact that he made it on the cheap, like he did, because he actually went through and did. Uh, kind of an audit about what it cost him for the entire time that he was out there. Now, granted, he was out there for a long time. So it ended up being about $75,000 when you translate it into American money. The thing that's amazing about that is when you consider the number of days that he was gone, that ends up being about 20 bucks a day. And that was kind of the goal was to keep it at about 20 bucks a day. Um, His 203rd and final country was the Maldives is where he ended Um, And he said it would have been easier to fly, of course, but he said he wanted to bring it full circle. Uh, There's a historical sense of returning home by ship. People can see it on the horizon and stand and wave as I come down the gangway. Uh, And that seems like an appropriate way to complete the project. So he had to spend at least 24 hours in each nation and resist returning home until he finished. Now, If you're wondering, okay, he didn't take a plane to any of these places, so how was he getting around? Well, that actually, that's an interesting, Uh uh, not only is it an interesting note to the story, but it's also interesting in how that worked its way into him only spending around 20 bucks a day. Now, he did go on to say some places are obviously a lot more expensive. You're not going to do Singapore on 20 bucks in a day. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's just no right. way that happens. But, you know, you you also have places like Ecuador where you could live like a king for 20 bucks a day. So, right. you know, it's, it's all about evening it out and balancing it out. So he shared a lot of transportation, sharing cabs, sharing rickshaws, that sort of thing. That probably helped a lot because he wasn't paying the entire, you know, the entire road. Um, but it was 351 buses, 67 minibuses. 219 taxis, four motorcycle taxis. 46, yeah. uh, Yeah, 46. 87 shared taxis, four shared motorcycle taxis, 28 overland journeys, nine trucks, 158 trains, 19 trams, 128 metros, 43 rickshaws or tuk-tuks, 40 container ships, 33 boats, 32 ferries, three sailboats, two cruise ships, a horse carriage, a police car, don't you want to know that story, and a yacht. Okay. I assume if you're going to do this, you are going to plan this route strategically. Yeah. So that you're not just jumping around a lot, right? Like you're going to have some sense to pick a place and and work your way around. You don't want to have to double back all the time, sure. Right. So the obvious question is, how did he get across oceans? Yeah, uh, that's, I guess, where the boats come in. So uh, the the container ships, 40 container ships, also probably very cheap to just kind of hitch a ride on a container ship that they don't have to worry about you. So, uh, yeah, how do you arrange that? Or did he do it? I mean, the fact that it took him 10 years and there's only 200 and something countries. Uh um, If all you're going to do is spend 24 hours there, you could do that in a year. But he wanted to keep the cost down. So... At that point, um, yeah, how much of this did he do kind of on the fly? Where you just hang around the docks and say, look, I need to get to Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Can anybody get me there and just kind of ask around? I also wonder, um, because you're right, there are 33 boats listed on this and a couple sailboats and a couple cruise ships. But I wonder, like, did he go San Francisco to Hawaii? And that, like, did he, did he? 
island jump a little bit. And so it was easier to get. Yeah. Which is easier in the Pacific because you've got more islands out there. In the Atlantic, you don't have that as much. Right. But you also have more places that you need to visit then, too. Because right. uh, what is, is it Christmas Island that's the one that's right on the international dateline? And then there's, as we mentioned, there's the Republic of Samoa. And, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. a zillion different island chains that all have their own flag that are their own country. Um, he initially thought this was going to take four years. Then there were complications like the pandemic. You also have to think about um, how many different requirements there are in terms of visas and, and to get to these countries and vaccinations. <laughs> and a lot of the visas, um, you have to mail your passport and then they mail it back to you. Oh, wow. A lot of times on the, because this happened to me in Cam- when we did Vietnam and Cambodia, you have to send them your passport and they send back your visa with it stapled inside. So you have to be home to get to send that and receive it back. You also have to know your dates. Usually you have to give them the date that you're leaving and you have to have a plane ticket purchased. They have to know that you're getting out before they'll give it to you. Just a ton of complications like that. And he said that slowed him down also. And then he spent over two years in Hong Kong because that's where he was when the pandemic hit. Oh, so lockdown happened and he just didn't have anywhere to go at that point. Yeah, and then you have to stay there. Um, The shortest time was 24 hours in Vatican City. Everywhere else, he spent more time. Yeah, because, I mean, once you've kind of taken the tour. There's not much to do. <laughs> it's, and, yeah. It's like, how much time are you going to spend in San Marino, uh, the other right. smallest country in Europe? Yeah. So he, it was 205 countries. Um, apparently only, I thought it was like 195 that are fully recognized. He also went to the ones that are sort of recognized. And so that hit 205. Um, when the pandemic hit, he was nine countries shy of his goal. And then had to put it on hold for two oh, years. Oh, wow. And couldn't go home. Couldn't go back to Denmark. So he could have done it in eight. Yes. Yeah. So it was still taking him longer than he thought, but just took took a long time. Yeah. I want to know the story. He'll write a book, I oh, guarantee. yeah. About the container ships and the stories <laughs> he had to tell and the places. Like, I want to know the sleeping conditions. You know, how many times did he sleep outside? There were some stories that he told about like going through parts of Africa that are pretty scary. There was one point that like he's trying to cross borders. He was held at gunpoint. I mean, oh, there, there were stories about how awful this was at one point. Yeah. And, and don't you want to know, like, what are the places? What's the one country you would never go back to that they couldn't drag you back to if if they had horses? You know, it, what what place did you just have the absolute worst time? And you also wonder how much did he see of those places? Yeah. Or did he just stay for 24 hours and then get out? Because if, you're only, if your goal is only to accomplish this task that you have, you're going to a place like Australia where you could spend a month. Are you just stopping in Sydney for two days? In that case, you're not really seeing anything. Yep. Well, yeah, he should thank his lucky stars. He was in Hong Kong when the pandemic hit because it, Hong Kong is a lot of things. It is not boring. So, I mean, if he had been like in Eritrea <laughs> and had to spend two years there or, you know, some far flung place that doesn't really have anything, I bet it would have been a much tighter uh, and a much harder journey. I, I'm just fascinated by this for obvious reasons. So, well, I, he will give interviews and we'll, I'm sure, hear more about it. Uh, speaking of traveling, bed bugs. More bed bugs found in Las Vegas hotels Same over the place. summer. Yep. They are having the worst time.
Um, and they can't seem to get a handle on it, which is the really rough part. This is the second or third story we've seen in as many months about how bad the problem is. And it's it's not the cheap flea bag dive hotels, although I'm sure they're having a problem with it, too. It's the high dollar places on the strip that can't seem to get rid of them. It's the Venetian now. I mean, it's it, it seems to be all of they just spread so quickly. Yeah. It would make sense. You, they just carry from one of the next so fast. Uh, hotel housekeeping, they say, is trained to look for them. But then you have to get rid of them. Uh huh. Don't they stick? Yeah, they're hard to get rid of. They're also they they're very adept at hiding because they can go down in between the mattress and the box spring, and live there for a long time. Um, they're very hard to kill. It, most pesticides, they'll just kind of shake them off. The only way to really uh, effectively kill a lot of them, like kill off an infestation, is with heat. Well, great. Yeah, raise the temperature in your entire hotel up to 180 degrees. That'll be great. Where it's already hot in yeah. Las Vegas. <laughs> your guests will it's already love hot that. Enough. Um, yeah, they, you hear a lot of stories about people that find them on their luggage when they get back. Mm-hmm. And that's often how they, how they travel. People, people can bring them in. Um, from other places. So. Which is, I'm sure, how they got there in the first place. Somebody traveled to Las Vegas, had them in their suitcase, and they got out. They said people should avoid placing their luggage on beds or near carpeting. Where are you going to put it? Uh, I mean, at that point, you're just keeping everything up off the floor, yeah, I guess. Yeah, either in the either the chair, which probably isn't the best idea, but most places have that thing that's got the three little straps on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's that's the designed for that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's what they're telling you to do. Ew. Just be aware of that if you have plans to go, that you might find them. Guess where my son is right now? <laughs> Tell him to check, man. Yeah. Tell him to check. Hey, Cameron, before you come back, yeah, yeah, go through all your stuff. All right, coming up in the next hour, would you let your parents decide who you date or even help you decide? I'll tell you who's talking about that coming up next year on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.